The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. Hey, what's going on? I am Daryl Oliver from the U. University of Miami, and I'm talking to Sam Sword from the University of Michigan. Sam, what's going on, man? Some say Greg Popovich is the greatest coach in the NBA. He didn't show that in Game Six. Didn't uh, show it in Game Six. Uh, Popovich is great. He's a great coach, but uh, the, you're talking about a blown oppor- opportunity. Uh, that, that's what you really have to uh, look at in Game Six. You know, the Spurs pretty much had the game wrapped up. Miami was getting ready to um, watch. Uh, the Spurs celebrating, and then all of a sudden uh, Miami got back in it. LeBron hit a three, and uh, then, you know, uh, Ray Allen, he's one of the greatest three-point shooters in NBA history, hit a big shot. I would have liked to see the Spurs foul in that situation after the miss. Uh, but, hey, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Uh, Popovich is a great coach, but uh, you, you're talking about a missed opportunity. Uh, game six definitely wasn't was, was a missed opportunity for the Spurs and uh, LeBron James and uh, – the heat, you know, they rallied the troops. You, you know, Sam, uh, I look at it like um, Popovich had an opportunity to to win that game outright. You know, Tim Duncan is, has become a, an older player. He doesn't play with the same oomph that he played with six years ago. However, you know, he was ready to close that game out. And for some reason or another, Popovich, over, he outcoached himself. You know, why would he take him out of the game? You know, one of the greatest players, one of the 50 greatest players in, in, in NBA history, you take him out of a championship game, game four, clinch game, the, the championship clinching game? No, man, you don't take this guy out of the game. You play him not down the stretch with, with less than three minutes in the game. And, and you're talking about uh, uh, Tim Duncan in game six. He was outstanding. Uh 20, he had 30 points and 17 rebounds. So what more can you ask for out of one of the greatest players in NBA history? i tell you one thing. If you had asked, some, if you had asked more from him, if you had kept him on the court and said, hey, Tim, we need three more minutes out of you, he would have gave you five hard minutes to win another championship as close as the window is for him to co- as closing uh, for another opportunity, man. So Popovich, he screwed this one up. I, I really feel that this is probably it for Tim Duncan uh, as far as opportunities to win a, uh, an NBA championship. Uh, he was cl- so close, but oh, so far away. And uh, this is this is one that he's really going to kick himself and really regret uh, once his career is over, when he sits back and reflects on what could have been. 
but you do have to tip your hat to Miami. You're talking about a team that could have easily given up. They kept fighting. They kept fighting, and uh, they found the way to win. A lot of the fans in Miami, they left the arena. They didn't believe that Miami was going to be able to come back and pull it out. And like LeBron said, you have to believe. You have to be a witness. And uh, LeBron James, he's just uh, he's playing at another level. He had 32 points and 11 rebounds in game in game six, and then he followed that up with a spectacular performance in game seven. You know, man, um, LeBron James, um, he's, he's made me a believer. You know, I, I've, I've questioned some of his antics, and I still do. I think he flops a bit too much, but he is the best player on the planet. Uh, he's proved that he he can overcome, he, and, uh, and, and he actually proved that he can – you know, come bounce back from some bad games in the playoffs, and he and he's proved to, see, to me that he is a tough guy. You know, I I, I kind of question some of his toughness from time to time, but man, his will to win and his toughness is probably second to none. In the, it is second to none in the NBA. I, I give him credit, man. Where credit is due. He's a lot more mentally tough now. Uh, you know, uh, you can definitely tell that he works at, works at his game. He didn't shoot the ball well from three-point range in game six. He was one of five. But uh, he came back in the crucial game seven, and uh, he shot the lights out the ball. He hit five. He was five of ten from three-point range. and uh, They were daring him to shoot it, and uh, he was shooting it, and he was having a lot of success shooting the ball. Uh, there, There's no doubt that LeBron James is the best player on the planet. Uh, he's 28 years old. He's only getting better. Uh, you're talking about 6'8", 6'9", 250 pounds. Uh, you know, the man of steel just came out. I really feel that they could have cast LeBron James for that role because he, oh, he is the man. man of steel right now. Is he the king or is he Superman? Come on, make up your mind. I'm going to give him king status. I'm not giving him Superman status. I, I really feel whatever nickname he decides that he want to go with, he can go with it because uh, he is LeBron James, like you hey, said. You know, but when we look at the big three for the Miami Heat, they, I don't think the big three really showed up as as a threesome in any of those games in, in the final series. Uh, and you wonder how long will the big three be together? You know, Dwayne Wade had a knee drain for the game, um, for game seven. Um, you know, you know he, his health is always, um, like Fred Samson, pulse up and down, way up and down. It's either way up or way down. So, you know, I just wonder how, how long can the big three be the big three? Bosch is always, he's always in a doghouse of Wade or, or, um, or LeBron James. So who's going to leave first? I really had to tip my hat to Dwayne Wade for willing to do whatever it takes to to get get himself ready to play that game seven. You know that there has been a lot of talk about him having his knee drained, uh, him going through eight hours of treatment just to be ready for game seven. I wonder if we would have heard all of this if Miami Heat if the Miami Heat wasn't victorious. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, you know, Dwayne Wade took a lot of criticism in these playoffs about being injured. Uh, he's not the same guy. Well, when you are not as explosive, when you have a knee uh, injury, it's hard to, to have that explosiveness that Dwayne Wade is used to playing with. But the one thing I can tell you is that Dwayne Wade, he responded to the criticism. And uh, he had some very, very uh, good games in those last two games. And uh he, he was he he played the role that he needs to play to LeBron Superman. He played a he played a nice Batman, and uh, 
he gave them 23 points in game seven and they needed them. But uh, I always feel if you're going to beat the Miami Heat, you have to eliminate the bonus points. And uh, the, the points I call the bonus points, uh, I expect LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and uh, Chris Bosh to uh, to play well on most nights. But you have to find a way to limit the, the Udonis Haslam's, the Battiers of the world, the Chalmers, and uh, – the Mike Millers, Ray Allen, uh, to me, Ray Allen, he's just a big-time clutch player. But if you look at this Game 7, the, the guy that really did in the San Antonio Spurs was uh, was Battier in the bonus points. He hit six three-pointers. Uh, he was six of eight from three-point range for 18 points. And uh, when Chris Bosh don't score, they needed all of those points. And uh, it it came at the right time just like last year when you saw Mike Miller go off uh Shane Battier he's a veteran player uh he's a guy that's done stuff the right way and uh he really came through for the Miami Heat I I would agree with you um and when you look at this entire series he hadn't did much until game seven you know uh I is another one of those guys you wonder how much longer is he going to be in the program you know, uh, Mike Miller, how much longer is he going to be around with the Miami Heat? But these guys are so much, so loved in the city. Till they get, they almost have to be around. Mike Miller, University of Florida graduate. You know, um, Battier, he's a Duke guy. You know, he looks like he's Hispanic. So he fits in quite well in Miami. And they love that guy. So, you know, yeah, it makes you wonder how long can this team stay together and stay together? You know, I, I really feel that Pat Riley is uh, he's doing an outstanding job of uh, putting putting guys around the big three that's allowing them to be successful. But uh, when, when you talk about uh, Mike Miller, you're talking about a guy who didn't get a lot of minutes during the season and Spolstra up his minutes during the playoffs. Uh, another guy, Spolstra, the coach, I don't think he gets enough credit for a lot of the in-game decisions that he make. Uh, you're talking about Battier. He has one year left on his contract. He's mentioned that um, this this next year could be possibly his last year. Ray Allen, he has, an, he has the opportunity to opt out of his contract uh, after being a c- clutch player in these playoffs and uh throughout his career i'm sure he's going to get a lot of uh he's going to get a lot of attention but at the same time when you have a shooter like ray allen that's a guy that lebron james and Dwayne wade they have to go to pat riley and say we got to keep this guy to me the one guy that's that's really a question mark in all of this is chris boss you know Dwayne wade is not the same player that we're used to him being but he's beloved in miami He's been a Heat from day one, and I think he's going to retire Heat. Uh, LeBron James, he's not going anywhere. He does have an option of opting out of his contract after next year. Uh, that's going to be very interesting. The guy who's more tradable right now is Chris Boss. You know, he, he's the guy that uh, that the spotlight is going to be on. Uh, do Miami want to trade him? I, I can't really answer that question for sure, but at the same time, I really do think that they have to take some fillers. Maybe they can they can add a big man and, and get some younger talent. They, I really do feel that they have to get younger. They do have a lot of great pieces around the big three, but uh, they also have to get younger. But the one benefit that they do have is they do have the best player in the world on their team in LeBron James. Well, that that is without question. They have the best player in the world. You know, but can this team stay together? And you know, I guess when we look at um at the San Antonio Spurs, that's another question. Well, this team, how much longer can Ginobili play? How much more are we going to see from Tim Duncan? 
You know, Funk Tim Duncan, I'm coming back next year, if nothing else, for the gifts and the prizes that he's gonna get when he says, Oh, this is my this is my final season. You know, LA's probably gonna give him a Rolls Royce, you know, um San Antonio, who knows what they're gonna give him. A million acres in Texas, who knows? Hey, uh not no telling. I I really feel it's gonna take a while for them to get over this. Uh Tony Parker, he didn't play uh at the level that we were accustomed to seeing him playing early in the series. Uh, another guy who disappeared in the last two games is Danny Green. Uh, he set the NBA Finals records for three points made, but at the same time in those last two games, he was non-existent. He really gave them nothing. Uh, the Spurs do have some younger pieces. Uh, Leonard, man, he really uh, he really uh, rose up on in the at the right time in, in the spotlight when the when the lights were big and bright. Uh, Leonard showed that he can be a big time player, so the Spurs have to be happy uh, about him going forward. Uh, Ginobili, you know, he's getting uh, he's getting up there in age. Uh, he shows some sparks, but he's he's just not the same guy that we are we're used to having and seeing. Tim Duncan, I mean. Tim Duncan is Tim Duncan. He made all NBA this year, but he is he is not getting any younger. And I really feel that these are two teams headed in the opposite direction. Uh, Miami's, they're going to get a little stronger, in my opinion. And the Spurs, I look for them to take a step back uh, in the Western Conference. You got guys like the uh, you got teams like the Clippers, the o- OKC Thunder, the Grizzlies, and uh, Dwight Howard is going to also have a factor in the uh, in the Western Conference, depending on where he goes. I, I agree with that. And um, I, I can see the uh, San Antonio Spurs taking a step back. This was a, a small window, a small opportunity for them to uh, win another championship with the team that they had. And Tim Duncan is, is not going to be the player that he, he was before. And when you look, when you look at players like uh, Tiago Splitter, you know, this guy, he fumbles more balls than any player I've ever seen. And once I was just looking at the game, I took a close look. This guy has the smallest hands you'll ever see. He probably has the smallest hands on his team. So this is not not the replacement for Tim Duncan. He might be a, a good eight-minute player, an eight-minute-per-game guy, but he's not a, nearly someone that could replace a great Tim Duncan. No, he's not. Uh, the Miami Heat, they're the early favorite to win the 2014 NBA championship. My question to you, Daryl, is who can dethrone the Heat? Is there any team out there that has the ability to dethrone the Heat? Uh, the Bulls should have Derrick Rose back, so they should get better. Uh, the Pacers possibly get Danny Granger back if they don't trade him. You're talking about two teams that play really well without two of their uh, main players. Uh do the do the Bulls or Pacers have a chance to dethrone the Heat in the East? You know, I, I really think uh, Derrick Rose and the Bulls can dethrone the Miami Heat. They still have some youth on their side, and they got some big men in there. You know, so I, I um, hey, I, I think they have a chance to do some things. Now, are they going to have to add some pieces? But yeah, because to me, uh, LeBron's going to negate D Rose. Uh, uh, to me, the, uh, a key to the Heat is Dwayne Wade's health. You know, he said that he's going to take some time off. Uh, he's going to get healthy. He's going to start training. He just released a, a basketball app today, like a fitness app uh, that's selling for four ninety nine. He's really trying to expand the Dwayne uh, Dwayne Wade brand. He uh, mentioned that he don't know how how much longer he's going to play basketball, and uh, he's thinking outside of he's thinking of life outside of basketball which is always a great thing 
Oh, that's definitely always a great thing. But you know, with with Derrick Rose and Noah and Carlos Boozer, you know, they don't really I'm not gonna give them the big three status, but they have something that's in that ballpark. You know, because if Derrick Rose can come back and be the Derrick Rose he was before the injury, man. And we know Noah's gonna give you everything he got. He is a big bat, big body inside, and he is a tough guy. You know, uh, he has that uh, that credit to his name already. So I think I think um, um, Chicago can be thrown there, man. You know, it's a possibility. Hey man, anything is possible, but uh, until it happens, a, a team that I really that I'm really excited about. You're uh, you're talking about uh, Paul George. He took a, a big step this year. Uh, you're talking about the the Pacers. They're they're going to get Danny Granger back. Six eight. He's a guy that can shoot it. He's another weapon. The Pacers are a long athletic team. Uh, to me, I'm excited about the future of the Indiana Pacers. They took Miami to seven games. Uh, they have a big man in Hibbert uh, that causes some problems for Miami because it, we all know Miami don't have a true center. So uh, I, I really feel that the team in the East, in my opinion, that has the best chance of dethroning the Heat is the Indiana Pacers. Now, will they dethrone them? I don't know. Uh, I, I'm not going to um, – I'm not picking anybody over the heat right now. Uh, I really feel that they have earned that amount of respect. You're talking about three finals trips, not one, not two, not three, not four. You know, those guys got up there and a lot of people mocked them and made fun about them, uh, about the decision. And now they're sitting on a two-peat and they're going for the three-peat that a Riley, uh, the Pat Riley uh, trademark. So, uh, how does that work? You know, if they three-peat, Riley's going to get a lot of money off of those T-shirts. Hey, man. And I think you, I think we look at it sometimes that Pat Riley does not get the credit he deserves. You know, the, what, what he did as a coach and for, the, for the Lakers, come on, man. What he, what he did as a, as, a, as a GM for the Lakers, and now what he's doing in Miami, it's, 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 it's incredible. You know, he's put together a great staff. Eric Spolster, he's, he's, he seems to be mentoring this, this guy to the point where he's become a great coach. Um, I think he's a, a super guy. You know, and all you hear are great things about Pat Riley. You never hear anything bad about this guy, man. So, Pat Riley's a man. I'm, I'm, ha- I'm very happy he's in our state, too. Don't get me wrong. I love it when our, our state wins championships. I'm not a big Miami Heat fan, but boy, when our state win championships, even when the Florida Gators win, you know how much I don't like the Florida Gators. When they win championships, I celebrate. So, hey, I'm extremely happy that we have another championship. We have more recognition to our state in Florida. It's great, man. Uh, most, it, it is always great, especially for the state as far as uh, the, the fans. Uh, and, you know, again, uh, Pat Riley was a great coach with the Lakers. He he did a great job in New York. He's doing a great job in management now and, and putting teams together. Uh, he has an owner that's willing to, to listen and willing to open up his checkbook, and uh, that always help. Uh, you know, he put together a plan uh, for the Miami Heat after uh, after they won the first championship. You know, he brought a lot of those guys back, uh, trying to repeat. And a lot of those guys got fat and happy. But uh, you, you're talking about guys that are motivated. And LeBron James and uh, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, they're, they're definitely thinking about their legacy. And, uh, you know, 
we we uh, we all criticized LeBron, saying that he couldn't finish. He didn't have enough killer instinct. Well, I, I tell you what, I, I don't really think that it's fair to to say that about LeBron anymore. Uh, LeBron showed that he can finish, and uh, and the the more pressure, the the better he plays. Uh, so uh, I, I really want to congratulate the Miami Heat. Uh, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, uh, Pat Riley, Chris Bosh, the whole organization uh, for going out and winning and uh, when they could have easily folded. So, uh, you know, they showed the heart of a champion. They won the championship because they deserved it. Uh, regardless of the, the mistakes that the Spurs made, you do have to tip your hat to Miami for, for not giving up in a, and playing to the clock hit triple zero hey guys you're listening to sports info um on the voice america network when we come back we'll talk about the nba draft is coming up on thursday flagship station for sports voice america sports okay sports fans here's your opportunity to discuss football america's favorite sport on an annual basis millions of people attend watch and listen to football both pro and college ray ellis sports an internet talk radio show was developed with the fan in mind join host former philadelphia eagles and cleveland browns strong safety ray ellis on voice america sports every tuesday at 1 p.m pacific for exciting interactive football discussions from the fans perspective tune in every tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. flagship station for sports voice america sports you're tuned in to sports info um with daryl and sam call us today at 888-346-9144 that's 888-346-9144 or send us an email at sports info um 3793 at gmail.com now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info. You on 
Hey, Sam, enough about thank you to the Miami Heat. You know, we love them, we love them, we love them. And if we keep on thanking them, we'll be doing that the rest of the show. Hey, but it looks like Doc Rivers could be leaving the Celtics, going to the Clippers. And if he gets to the Clippers, will that be enough to keep Chris Paul? Well, it's a done deal. Doc Rivers has been traded to the Clippers uh, for uh, a first-round draft pick, uh, and a, a lot of people feel that this is going to be enough to get Chris Paul to re-sign. Uh, it, it really changes the uh, the culture in L.A. because, you know, before a lot of people looked at the Clippers as just a, as a bad luck franchise, uh, that, a place that people go to end their careers. But now you're talking about they signed Chris Paul, had one of the best seasons in the history of the organization, and they just, just uh, were able to get – the Celtics to uh, basically allow Doc Rivers out of his contract. Uh, the Clippers will be sending the Celtics a first-round draft pick in 2015, and the Clippers have signed Doc Rivers to a three-year, $21 million contract pending NBA approval. Uh, but you're talking about a franchise that didn't want to pay coaches, a franchise that didn't want to pay players. Uh, they committed over $200 million uh, to Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and Doc Rivers. Uh, so you're, you're talking about a team that's definitely on the upswing. You're talking about a coach that knows how to handle the spotlight, that knows how to make adjustments. That was one of the knocks on Del Rio is that uh, he sometimes struggled in in-game situations. Uh, that will not be a problem. You're talking about a guy that's going to be well-respected in the locker room, that's going to demand the best from his players, and he's not going to back down to Chris Paul or Blake Griffin. So I, I really – really love the acquisition of Doc Rivers to the Clippers. And uh, you know there's a guy in Boston that's really, really tough by the name of Kevin Garnett that uh, the Clippers are going to make a play after. Well, you know, David Stern has blocked that trade uh, thus far. You know, I don't know how much longer he can block it, but David Stern has said um, Kevin Garnett will not be traded. And he didn't want to make it seem like uh, Kevin Garnett was a part of the trade for Doc Rivers. So it's a possibility that Kevin Garnett might not be with them until after the trade deadline, NBA trade deadline. Yeah, that's going to be a separate deal. But, you know, Kevin Garnett, he's in a win-win situation. He has a no-trade clause in his contract, but he was willing to weigh that to go to the Clippers. Uh, I do not feel that he's going to want to be a part of a rebuilding process that, that they're now facing in Boston. Uh you know, there's some uh, there's a tough decision that's coming up on Paul Pierce. Do they buy him out? Do they hold on to him and try to trade him at the deadline when teams are in need of scores and are willing to pay more? All of that stuff is still up in the air. But uh, the big news right now is is uh, sources are are saying that Stern will approve of the the Doc Rivers to the Clippers deal. Uh, that that's a major major acquisition for the uh, Los Angeles Clippers. You know, and it's very, very unique in, in, um, in a very unique situation because I've never heard of a coach um, going with a first-round pick. You know, here it is. Um, the Clippers are giving up the 2015 first-round pick for Doc Rivers, a coach. This is un, unusual, man. But Doc Rivers is no doubt one of the best coaches in the league right now, if not the best coach in the league. You know, some would, some would say well, he is the highest paid coach in the league at a at, at an average of seven million dollars a year. So, uh, if you're going to do it off a of salary, he is the guy. Uh, the one thing that Doc Rivers had going in his favor is that 
he could have decided not to coach and went into broadcasting. Uh, uh, he's very, very affected in the broadcasting field, so he had options. Uh, luckily for him, it worked out. He gets to go to a team that's ready to win right now. The Clippers had a great season this year. Uh, there's also uh, talk of the Clippers trading Blake Griffin to to the Lakers for the White Howard. So, you know, you got to keep your eye on a lot of these stories, man. You never know uh, what's true, what's false. Uh, are the, will the Lakers be willing to trade Howard for Griffin? If that was, on, know, the ta- if that was on the table, would you trade the White Howard for Blake Griffin? No way. There's no way in the world I'd trade the White Howard for, for Blake Griffin. No, man. The White Howard is a superstar. Blake Griffin is a star. That's how I feel about that. And well, Dwight Howard has superstar potential. He hasn't been a superstar lately. I, and I'm saying, you know, Dwight Howard has he has back surgery coming into last season, and I think that's that was a big deal, man. And I think um, this will be his se- a year after the surgery, so this should be his come out year with the Lakers. No doubt, this is his team, and he is the best player on that team right now. In other NBA news, you know, Phil Jackson took took a consultant's job with the Los Angeles Angeles Lakers. What does this mean for Dan Antonio? Is his days numbered in L.A.? And how much of a role will Phil play in the consultant role with the Los Angeles Lakers? You know he is dating Jenny Buss, who is pretty much running the franchise right now. So uh, what do you feel Phil Jackson's role is going to be with the Lakers? I really do feel that it benefits them and their chances of re-signing Dwight Howard because of how Dwight feels about Phil Jackson. Uh, Phil has stated that he does not want to coach, but he does want to play a role in management. So uh, with him being a consultant for the Lakers, uh, Dan Antonio, system, all of that stuff, uh, what do you feel uh, the role Phil will play in L.A. this year? I I think he'll do exactly what he says he's going to do. He's going to be a consultant. I don't think he wants to be a coach. And I, I, but at the same time, I think Dan Antonio, man, his his stubbornness to change, you know, he wants to run the same office he ran eight years ago when he was with the San Antonio Spurs, the high power, fast, up and down pace, shot, make, put the basket up every five seconds, every by eight seconds, the ball is going toward the hoop. You know, you just can't play that with all every team. You know, you can't coach the same athletes all the time. You got to coach the athletes that you have. Yeah, and I don't think he's he's adapted to that very well, and I don't think he will adapt to Phil Jackson being his boss or being a, his overseer, per se, very well. So I don't see this as being a good combination. And you know, uh, right now the White House is a free agent. He didn't really give uh, Dan Antonio glory marks in his uh, exit interview. And uh, Almost as the case with the Clippers, you know, uh, there's a lot of speculation that Chris Paul was not going to re-sign if uh, they kept uh, Del, Del, Negro, Del Negro. But is it possible that the Lakers will get rid of Dan Antonio to keep the White Howard happy? Because this is a player's league. Unless you're a guy like Doc Rivers, uh, Popovich. This is a players. I, this is a players' league. Without a doubt, it's a players' league, and, and I see Phil Jackson as a way that Antonio was out, and this is a pacifier for the White House. 
You know what I'm saying? And, you know, Phil Jacksonville coming in telling how great he is as a big man. No team has ever won a championship without a big man, which is false because, you know, we just saw that he go. But he's going he's gonna to pump him up and let him know that his, th- this is where he needs to be. And I think L.A. is where he needs to be. He needs to stay somewhere, you know, and I think he needs to be there. So we need to stop hearing about him leaving all the time. And I think Phil Jackson is the guy that's coming in there to, to smooth things over and kick D'Antonio out at the same time. Okay. Thursday night, man. You know, we just finished off a, a week ago. Well, a week from Thursday, the NBA championship was done. This Thursday, we have the NBA draft where we have, where we welcome the new crop of NBA talent to the NBA. Uh, there's no clear cut number one in this year's draft. Cleveland has the number one pick. They're, they're rumored to be shopping the pick. If Cleveland's on the clock, who do they pick? Do they take Nerlens Noel out of Kentucky, who's nursing an ACL injury, or do they go with Alex Lynn of Maryland or someone else? What are your thoughts? Actually, I, you know, man, you got to go with um, Nerlens Noel. Just you just have to because he's the best player in this. In, he, he's the best player probably in the next three drafts. I don't so, know. I, I don't know so, about that one. But there's a young man that's going to Kansas by the name of uh, Andre Wiggins, and he's getting a LeBron James treatment. Well, we'll believe it when we see it. But I think Norris Noel is the closest thing to a seven-footer that's going to come out of the draft in probably the next two or three years. So you got you to gotta take a chance and take him. Uh, I, I really feel that Cleveland wants to, to trade that pick if they can find a taker for the number one pick. I really do see them shopping that pick. Uh, who is willing to take that chance to move up? I do feel that uh, Noel is the best big man in the draft. Uh, Lynn out of uh, Maryland, he's been shooting up the draft boards. But when, when, when I look at Noel and the way that he can change and impact the game from a defensive standpoint, that is a guy that you definitely want on your team. Uh, offensively, he's a little raw, but uh, I, I eventually feel that he can be a 15, 15 point, 12 to 15 rebound guy, and he's going to block a lot of shots and he's going to alter shots. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do with the with the number one pick. Uh, another guy who's been getting a little criticism is Ben McLemore out of Kansas. Teams are saying that he's showing up to his workouts out of shape and unprepared. There's rumors that uh, there's a little conflict going on in his inner circle. Um, you know, as a draft prospect, you, when, when it's time to, to show up and interview, you know, you want to be ready. You want to do the best job you can. You're talking about a young man that comes from a very, very uh, poor background. Uh, that There are stories of him talking about it's hard to give you all when, when you're on empty. When he was in high school, he was eating once a day. Uh, he went to Kansas. He had to sit out a year, and in his first year, he just lit it up. Hey, Kansas, <clears throat> he's a tremendous talent, and uh, you just hope that he can get the right people around him where he can get the, the right advice, where he can be successful because you're talking about a guy that, that can really impact the league for the next 10 to 12 years. Without a doubt, he can impact the league for the next 10 years. And McLemore is a, is a true talent. I mean, this kid here could be the next to one way, you know, with the talent that he possesses. And, and I'm, I'm sure he has not been in the best situations 
of his, in his life at all times, you know, and sometimes circumstances dictate situation, you know, and so we have to kind of take a walk in his shoes, maybe through our mind for a second, and then we look at where he's come from and what he's, what he's been able to accomplish. And I really think that whoever gets this young man is going to get a super talent. And I hope he can get with a coach like a Doc Rivers, somebody that's that's young and and uh, and inspiring and patient with him, because he needs somebody that's going to be patient with. Be hard on him too. Don't you know? Not not a pushover, but somebody that's going to let him know, hey man, you're in the real, you're in the big time now. This is the real world. So I'm I'm looking forward to see what Macklemore does in the NBA in the NBA draft. Well, I I, I really feel, Darrell, <laughs> we we are in the state of Florida. We're about an hour. Uh, north of Orlando, and I really feel that you're going to get a chance to see Macklemore in the state of Florida in Orlando. I don't feel that he's going to get past that number two pick regardless of how his workouts went. He's just too great of a talent for the the magic to pass up. Uh, Another guy that I'm really interested in seeing where he goes is uh, Trey Burke, University of Michigan point guard. Uh, He's all over the board. Uh, I really feel that he's going to land somewhere in that top ten range. It would be nice to see him in Detroit with the Pistons, baby. Yeah, you know, man, I'm kind of, I'm kind of interested to see where this guy Cody Zeller falls at. But uh, at the same time, Victor Olandopo, man, that that cat, I can see him being taken in the, in the first three or four uh, people taken in this draft. Now, when you talk about a Dwayne Wade, that's a guy that his athleticism is off the chart. He's a uh, he turned into a better shooter this past year. Uh, he's a hustle guy. He plays defense. He's the type of guy you want on your team. He's a winner. And, uh, you know, he's a very, very exciting player uh, in this draft. Another guy who has uh, top three potential is Anthony Bennett from UNLV. He's a freshman and uh, Otto Porter of Georgetown. You know, he's probably the best three men in the draft. He's a well, He has a well-rounded skill set. A lot of people have him going uh, in the top three or four picks also in this draft. Uh, I, I tell you what, I, I can't wait to see where these guys go, and, and uh, I, I really can't wait to see uh, how they start off their NBA careers. And uh, I'm really going to try to get down to Orlando and check out some of their um, – there's summer league ball, man, that uh, that's gonna kick off shortly after the draft, right down in Orlando. That's always interesting, and I love to go see the Magic play, man. Um, that new arena is awesome. Hey, but Sam, let's get into this NFL. And you know, I hate the thought of NFL news being bad news, but Aaron Hernandez has been in the news quite a bit lately, and it's not been a good thing. And he's representing our state as well, University of Florida. Uh, where, um, played at the University of Florida under Urban Meyer, played with Jim Tebow. And now he's with the um, New England Patriots. And don't don't look like it looks too good for Aaron, man. It really don't, Dale. But, uh, hey, guys, when we come back from the break, we're going to dive head first into the Aaron Hernandez situation. You're listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Network. We'll be right back after the break. flagship station for sports voice america sports 
football, and so much more is the focus of Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson. Join the former Arizona Cardinals running back for a show that mixes, well, a little bit of everything. Damian brings to the program life experiences playing football and will talk about his variety of successes both on and off the field. The goal is to provide you with a fun perspective on life, family, success, and of course, football. Tune in to Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson. Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. You may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888 346 9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, Sam, Aaron Hernandez is in the newspaper, man. Authorities are going to his house with scuba gear, diving in lakes and... But this, this young man has had a troubled past, man, from high school, University of Florida, incident in Miami where a guy got shot in the face, lost his eye, uh, didn't report it to the police. Now he has a, uh, a suit against Aaron Hernandez saying he was the one that shot him. He got involved in an altercation at a strip club in Miami. Hey, this young man has had some trouble, man. He's had some trouble. He makes it rain when he scored a touchdown, but uh, that doesn't make him a bad person. Uh, I'm not saying that Aaron Hernandez was the shooter. Uh, I really do feel that Aaron Hernandez know who the shooter is. Uh, that's just my opinion. Uh, Aaron Hernandez was uh, seen on surveillance with the, the victim, Odin uh, Lloyd, along with two other men. Uh, after Lloyd was... Uh, reportedly found by a jogger. Uh, Hernandez uh, destroyed his security system. He destroyed his cell phone. He hired a cleaning crew to come in early morning uh, to clean his home. Uh, to, to me, those just are, uh, those are signs that says uh, I was either involved, I know who was involved, I'm trying to hide something. Uh, to me, innocent people—they don't—they don't do stuff like that. They don't—they uh, don't destroy their uh, surveillance system. Uh, they don't destroy their cell phone. Uh, they don't hire cleaning crews to come in in um, early morning hours. Uh, to me, uh, 
that's a sign of guilt. That, that's just my opinion. Uh, I don't know Aaron Hernandez. I know he's had some issues in the past at Florida. Uh, there's, uh, I also know that he acted out when his uh, father uh, died unexpectedly. And uh, we all go through stuff. Uh, in, in this case, uh, my condolences goes out to the Lloyd family and also to the Hernandez family uh, because there's two families that are greatly affected by uh, the, the circumstances of what's going on. Uh, uh, to me, my best advice to Aaron Hernandez would be to just uh, to tell the truth and, uh, and and just try to do the right thing. Uh, you know, it, it it just doesn't look good, and uh, you know the Patriots, their organization, they don't like any drama, and uh, I I know they hate all of the attention that they're getting in a negative way with the oh, Aaron Hernandez no. case. Yeah, you know there were there were uh, reports out that that the Patriots locked Hernandez out of the facility would let, would not allow him to come into the facility and train. You know, man, he's had a he's had a tumble fast in Bristol, Connecticut, man. So, you know, you think of Bristol, Connecticut, you don't think about um, about gangs and streets and, and and that hard thug life. But hey, this young man grew up in grew up in a, in a pretty hard life, man. You know, um, his dad his dad died at forty nine, but uh, hey, and and his mom was his mom was um, slashed in the face at one point by his father. You know, before he died. Uh, There's a lot of issues going on with this young man. Uh, Daryl, my thing is you're talking about a young man that's 23 years old, a young man that has a bright future in the NFL, a young man that just signed a $40 million contract extension. You know, a lot of people felt that the Patriots took a chance on Hernandez when they drafted him in the fourth round. A lot of teams took Hernandez off their draft board because of his character issues. New England took a chance on him in the draft. And then they took another chance on him when they gave him a $40 million contract extension. And uh, they haven't, to me, they haven't got a, re- a good return on their investment uh, with everything that's going on. On the field, Hernandez has been, uh, he's been spectacular. He, he's a big-time talent, but uh, he has had some issues. There's speculation that uh, he got into an altercation with Wes Welker when he couldn't figure something out. And Welker said, hey, rookie, figure it out. And uh, he uh, he laced Welker with some very, very harsh words. Uh, so, uh, you know, you're talking about a guy that's uh, that has a lot of talent that New England took a chance on. And uh, now this is what make teams uh, say, hey, man, we're not going to pay you top dollar. You have issues. And uh, – you have some character issues. You're going to have to earn it. You look at the Honey Badger. You look at guys that have first-round talent. Hernandez is a first-round talent coming into the draft. But with everything that went on at Florida, he was red-flagged, and he slipped to the fourth round. And, uh, you know, he's been, uh, he, he's been a model citizen since he's been in the, in, in the NFL. But now you, you get the lawsuit in Florida from allegedly shooting a friend. You get the... Uh, the surveillance camera, the cell phone, and you get a guy that was shot execution style, and you ask yourself, uh, athletes and firearms again. Yeah, you're right. You know, but when, we, when I look at this situation, I almost think about that Ray Lewis situation at the Super Bowl when he got caught up um, basically doing 
I, I don't know what Hernandez's situation was, but I think Ray was caught up in a situation helping a friend, you know. And but Hernandez, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure if he can come back and do what Ray Lewis did because the media was not what they were when Ray got caught up in the situation he got caught up in as they are now. You know, if we're so media savvy now, if Aaron Hernandez goes to go to a, a bar tonight, his picture will be all over the internet tonight. And a lot of times, you know, you panic in these situations. Uh, maybe he panicked because the guy that he was with shot Lloyd and uh, rubbed blood on him, so he goes and he destroys it. I don't know. I'm. This is just speculation. The one thing I do know, you're a guy that just signed a $40 million contract. If you feel that you have to be with a guy that's carrying a firearm, hire armed security. You, exactly. can, you can afford it. Hire well, a driver. You don't have to drink and drive. You are a millionaire. You a know, multi-millionaire. Uh, yes, multi-millionaire. If you want to go into the bar with a guy with a gun, take the guy with the gun and the badge. Exactly, man. I'm serious, man. You know, these these uh, state troopers, retired police officers, man, they're more than happy to walk with you, Aaron Hernandez, for about $1,000 a day. Or just call them and say, hey, man, I want to go out tonight. Could you come and be with us? Please, they'll be more than happy to go with you and, and defuse all the situations that may come up. But, man, these guys want their own entourage. The same cats they was rolling around with in the eighth grade, that's who they want to roll with now. Even though he's been in prison, been upstate for six years or eight years or ten years, as soon as he come back, he's still my homie. That's my homeboy. Here, man, here's something for you. I want you to be part of our crew. No, this is how it works, Sam. Come on, we know it. Hey, man, this guy's from uh, Connecticut. There ain't that many gangsters in Connecticut. Okay. Not- there's gangsters. There's gangsters everywhere, but I, I don't see Connecticut as being like that. Uh, you know, we all have put ourselves in situations where we regret it, hanging around somebody from our past, somebody that we just met. Again, I'm not judging Mr. Hernandez, but at the same time, you, this should be a, a learning. This should be a lesson. For all players in the, in the NFL, NBA, millionaires, guys, you have to do a better job of selecting who you're going to be around. There's nothing wrong with going out and, and having a good time. But if you want to have a good time, spend a little money, get you a driver, get you some security. And then that way, when people target you and people are going to target you because you are a millionaire, now you have the law on your side. And you don't have to take the law in your own hands. Exactly. You know, and, and man, everything now is, is basically videotape, audio tape, um, something, somewhere. So you really have to protect yourself. And I don't understand how these athletes every year, especially football players, every year in the offseason, we're going to find something major happening, you know, every year. And this is the first, this is early in the offseason. So... Hey man, hey, Coach, Coach Dungey always used to come in the meeting room and say nothing good has happened after midnight, especially when alcohol and firearms or women are involved. And, uh, you know, it, it's just so true. There's nothing, nothing. The bad people come out late at night, man. There's nothing, <laughs> there, there, there's nothing good that's going to happen. Uh, oh, you know, again, our condolences goes out to both families. Uh, I'm sure, uh, 
Hernandez and his family, they're going through a lot, but at the same time, Miss Lloyd lost her son. She'll never be able to get him back. There's no amount of money that you can put on uh, someone's life. So, uh, you know, we're going to be respectful and fair to both sides. And, uh, you know, it's just a very, very unfortunate situation uh, that happened. Uh, hopefully justice will be served. And uh, hopefully guys will do the right thing and talk. If they, have, if they know of any information that can lead to an arrest, Man, let's hope this, this case comes to a close very soon and uh, Aaron Hernandez can get his life together and get back to playing football, something that America loves to see. Hey, the NFL honor sack leader, um, Deacon Jones, with an award, man. Uh, this is a great thing because you're talking about a great guy, one of the faces of the NFL for a long time. Hey, uh, Deacon Jones uh, was the reason uh, they named the sack after Deacon Jones. So I, I really think that it's a, a a class act by the NFL and the commissioner to uh, to honor Deacon Jones in this way, and uh, you know it'll carry on his legacy and uh, he'll never be forgotten. Also, the commissioner tells a group that the NFL is the leading group when it comes to safety. What are your thoughts on that, Darrell? I really feel that NASCAR is a lead when it comes to safety. Uh, the NFL, they're doing some good things. They have some nice programs in place. Uh, the heads-up program that, that kind of teach from the ground up uh, the proper way of tackling. Uh, they're really bringing awareness to, uh, the, to the concussion situation. So what are your thoughts? Is the NFL the leading group when it comes to safety, or is there someone out there doing it a little better than the NFL? You know, I, I think the NFL has done a lot as far as safety is concerned for, for their athletes and, and actually training younger athletes to be safe. Um, but, but when we look at this thing about uh, NFL, the players are not getting any softer, they're not getting any smaller, and they're not getting any slower. They're only getting faster, stronger, bigger, and they're pumping more iron than ever. So we can't stop the athletes from getting bigger and stronger and faster. We can tell them, hey, you can only hit with your chest. And guess what? Eventually, it's going to be, they're going to they run through you with their chest. They're going to say, oh, you can't flare your arms. Eventually, they'll say something like that. Well, what, what else? Then they'll hit you with their shoulder and dislocate something on, on, the, on their opponent's body who's not as strong or not as physically fit as they are. So, hey, I'm not sure the NFL can, can do enough Eventually, it's going to be flag football or touch, or we just call it push down, not tackle. I wonder if the former players, a lot of guys feel that uh, some guys feel that the NFL is not doing enough. Uh, some guys feel that the NFL, the things they do do uh, is try to combat uh, the lawsuits that's going on, the concussion lawsuit. Uh, me, to be honest, I'm a little torn. I, I think it's a little of both. Uh, but at the same time, it is good to see that they're trying to protect the young athletes in uh, today's game and teaching them how to do things the proper way. I would totally agree with that, man. Yeah. Hey, man, Kilpatrick, uh, the, the quarterback for the 49ers, threw an 87-mile-fire pitch at a Giants game. Hey, well, you know, Kilpatrick was uh, he was drafted out of high school, so uh, th that wasn't his first time throwing a baseball. He does have a strong arm, but to hit 87, man, there's some guys in the major leagues that's not hitting 87 miles per hour. Uh, this, this guy is just, uh, he, he's just an awesome guy. I can't wait to see how he follows up his Super Bowl trip 
uh, this season, man. He's a guy that I'm going to try to get on my fantasy team if I have a high pick. <laughs> hey, uh, we're, we're down to our last 30 seconds, Daryl, but uh, one of your former teammates, Jim Ka- Jim Kelly, no cancer at two weeks after surgery. Congratulations to Jim. Hey, man. man. Congratulations, Jim, man. We're proud of you. I'm, I'm so happy for him, man. Hey, man, poor Johnny Manziel. Man, I get so tired of hearing this guy, this guy's name in the news all the time. How do you think he's handling his spotlight, Sam? Is he, is he, is he like giving us too much information all the time? I think he's giving us too much information. He's not doing a good job. We're going to talk about Johnny, Johnny a little bit uh, next week, man. Uh, he's definitely a guy that uh, is not doing a good job of handling the spotlight. Johnny, you won the Heisman Trophy. I don't know what you expected as a yeah. freshman. So, uh, you know, that that comes with the territory. But uh, on, time flies when you're having fun. We're going to get on Johnny next week. Hey, guys, you're listening to Sports Info. You am on the Voice American Network. We'll see you next week. Peace. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.